Today we are going to be talking about The Mummy and It Comes at Night, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And today, everybody, I am here with Joel Emotep Cunningham. <laughs> Emotep. Emotep. Well, that's funny, because mine's similar. Really? Looking for you. Yeah, yeah mine is Matt. You must not read from the book. Yeah. Hey, that's mine. I had to back away from the mic so I didn't freak everybody out. I, oh, speaking of the book, we can yeah. talk about that later. The book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the book. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, okay. I do know what we're saying. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That, we'll, wow. We'll save that for a little bit we'll later. We'll save that for a little bit. Anyways. <laughs> Plenty to talk about with this film, Matt. Yes. We're talking about the mummy. Yes. So everybody, welcome to The Real Review. If you are um, actually new to this... Let me tell you how it works real yeah, quick. Yeah, why not? So uh, the real review, me and Joel here, we uh, we like to approach film in, in a way that we like to call real or fair. <laughs> so, um, w- you know, when you go to a site like Rotten Tomatoes, you have the, the critic side where mm-hmm. they tend to be a little bit more harsh, a little bit more nitpicky. Uh, a little bit more negative at times. Joel can tend to be that person at some times. I can he be. He can assume that role. I can be. And then on the other side, you have more of like the fan or the audience score which is kind of where I come from. And that's the one in the people who are all emotionally unstable, who go with their feelings, go with their heart. <laughs> and, and can you make t- it sound so much beautiful, <laughs> like more poetic and beautiful. They can Joel's tend to shy away. <laughs> he just pissed off. They, <laughs> get, they can uh, tend to shy away or overlook uh, technical aspects. If, if the story overall, you know, hits their feeling, uh, antennae, I guess, yeah. if you yeah. want to yeah. put it that way. It's a good way of putting it. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what we do. We give you both of the sides of the review spectrum, and then we uh, let you figure out you know, what's going to work best for you. But, Joel, there yeah. are a lot of ways that people can get connected with us. Why they don't sure you go ahead are, and tell man. them about it? All right. Well, I will do that. So some great ways to get connected to us. Uh, first of all, we have a website. And definitely encourage everyone to check that out. It's realreviewmedia.com. We post a ton of content as we can, as we're able. We're both full-time working individuals. But we post as much content up there as we can, cool stuff that's happening, as well as we have a newsletter. And then additionally, we've got all of the social media stuff. So we've got the Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. We've got our Instagram and our Twitter, which is both at realreviewmedia. And you can find us on there. We'd love to have you follow us, uh, be a part of what we've got going on online. And then additionally... We love to hear from our listeners. We always get really fun. Uh, well, we like to get really fun and good input and commentary into what it is that we're doing a part of. And we're getting more and more comments yeah. each day from people. A lot of strange ones. I've yeah. noticed recently. <laughs> we had somebody complaining about, man, what was it on their uh, Facebook page? Yeah, about some I radio jack? Yeah, just wow. Um, but we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from our listeners. And so you can definitely send us an email if you prefer instead of maybe a message on Facebook, which our email is realreviewmedia at gmail.com. So yeah, definitely drop us a line. Do that. Do that. For do sure. it well. For sure. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I'm. I kind of want to dive right into this. We uh, we had a chance to talk about this in our coming soon segment last week. Yeah. Should I? Gonna I'm going to ask this on the upfront. I, well, personally, my opinion is this: is we're probably going to spoil a little bit with the mummy. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm. I'm going to hold some stuff back, like any like major twists that are there. But this is not. 
I don't know. This isn't the kind of film that you need to, I think we need to worry too much about spoiling things. Nope. So we're probably going to be a few spoilers in this one. So just yeah, a kind of warning. Just a warning. Yeah. <laughs> up front. Yeah. So just want to say that. But yeah, let's go ahead and uh, dive into that. Let's talk about the mummy first yeah. and foremost. Get uh, all wrapped up in that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be making um, those puns all day. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and uh, break it down for us? Sure. So the mummy is an ancient uh, synopsis is an ancient princess is awakened from her crypt beneath the desert, bringing with her a malevolent malevolence grown over millennia. That's quite a word. That's thing. what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And dares that defy human comprehension. It was directed by Alex Kurtzman. It stars Tom Cruise, uh, Sophia Botella. Botella. I'm going through the list here. Russell Crowe, Annabelle Wallace, and Jake Johnson in their number of different roles. So, Matt, do you want me to start with my, or what what is your breakdown? Do you want to give your breakdown first? No, you you go ahead. Go ahead. You do this thing. Well, it's stunk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Okay, so this movie right now on Rotten Tomatoes is getting really, I mean, it's getting just beat mercilessly. It's got, I think, a 16% Rotten Tomatoes score from the critics, uh, 45% audience score. And I will say this. It wasn't a good movie, and um, I'll try and mention a couple things here at the beginning that I that I kind of did think were okay or that I liked about it. It's a watchable movie, and so I want to say that up front as well because it's getting a lot of critical feedback. It's getting a lot of attacks, and I think, in my opinion, in my estimation from a lot of the reviews I'm reading, most of that had to do with what came, what went into this production. Less, th- less to do with the actual film itself being that awful. It's a watchable movie, although it's not an enjoyable necessarily movie for right. a lot of people. It's a watchable movie. It doesn't have a lot of the issues, you know, that you might expect with a, you know, with, with this kind of a film that's getting this bad a review. Um, but it's just, it, it has more to do with the context of the movie's production being a part, the startup of the dark universe, that the mummy is a pre-existing, you know, um, I don't know what you IP yeah. that you yep. would know from you know the Brendan Fraser series, which a lot of people like. Tom Cruise is such a big name, and a lot of expectations go with that. And so, up the on the upfront, I will also say, like I said, a couple of things that I did slightly like about the film. Um, I think the production design was good, and you know when you're starting with a production design, that's probably not a good sign. But um, <laughs> the production design was good. I thought that that. Everything felt very realistic. Nothing took me out of the moments. I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's England and that's Syria. Right, and that's, right. Everything felt realistic. I mean, all the military guys looked right. Everybody felt like they were fitting in the roles as far as like the production design goes. Um, that was that was good. I felt like there was good special effects. Yeah. I don't feel like there was any specific. Sh- there was a couple shots that it's like, okay, you can tell it's a little yeah. a little fake, but there was no shot that I was like, wow, now that's just for this for this movie that's just horrible looking. So everything felt good enough as right. far as the special effects goes. And um I'm trying to think of what else here. That's kind of mostly it. Right. Um from there we're kind of delving more into territory where it's like not great stuff or like flat out bad stuff. Um, but Matt, did you have any things you liked? I mean, anything besides what I've, that I've mentioned that you kind of liked about it? Um, <laughs> I, I, I would agree. I would say it's watchable. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not something that you just like, it's not like a super, it's not like a huge chore right? to, to watch it. Yeah. Um, it, it did have that sense of, um, you could tell where they're trying to hit some of the same story beats from the Brendan Fraser mummy. Yeah. Especially at the beginning. Yeah. With like, you know, the past, what's happening with the princess and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And yeah. Um, other than that, I did like, not that I didn't 
not that I liked like what his character did every time, but I kind of liked, I guess maybe I should say I was intrigued mm-hmm. by Russell Crowe's character. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, he was, I will say this, I felt like they should have had a bit more with him. Right. Because it felt like they were, because they're trying to do this Dark Universe thing, which is, we've, we've talked about this, Dark Universe is the parent, it's their their studio's version of Marvel, you know, Marvel or DC, where they're trying to do with all their- They have their own title card now. Right. So they're trying to do, you know, you've got Wolfman, you've got the Invisible Man, which is Johnny Depp. Yeah. Uh, you've got- You'll uh, have the Bride of Frankenstein. The Bride of Frankenstein, which Hunchback. is the, the next one they're yeah. making, right? And Hunchback, uh, Swamp Thing. Yeah. So uh, the- Black Lagoon. I don't know if it's Swamp Thing. Uh, I think it's, no, no, yeah, the Black, it's a Creature of the Black creature Lagoon. Creature of the Black Lagoon. The yeah. Black, so yeah. they're doing that with this. Yeah. I felt like if you're going to present that idea, which was obviously such a huge influence on this movie, that they're trying to sort of build this universe now with, you know, Dr. Jekyll's character and everything with Russell Crowe being Dr. Jekyll. That's kind of like the leader, if you will, of this ragtag bunch of people researching the evils of right. the world. I felt like they should have actually started this story instead of introducing the random crusader stuff and going like the let's show everything that happened in the past and like yeah. and talking about it, you know, with the voiceover, which is like the worst that's like the worst way of doing things if you're familiar with everybody hates that. It's like voiceover and flashback is like the worst way of doing something. A long time ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um instead of doing that, they should have actually introduced you to Russell Crowe's character and then had him be like the through character for the story. Yeah. That then makes it about a bigger thing because if they introduced, they didn't actually have to show him become the monster, but if they had introduced when he kind of like turned into Dr. Jekyll and kind of went through that first, Hyde. I'm sorry, Hyde, Dr. Mr. Hyde, Dr. Yeah. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, when he became Mr. Hyde for the first time and the transformation, how that was such a negative thing, it would have added some interest and it would have built the universe out a little bit more. But instead they dive right into this story of the mummy, which for me was very silly. I think it didn't really, there was no in in no way that it resonated to me. Yeah, it was. Um, so just kind of starting at the beginning and, and doing some kind of breakdowns on the initial, the story. I think that's where the the a lot of the big issues were for me was with the story. I think additionally Tom Cruise was miscast. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of people felt that way about him, but with the story in in and of itself, there was nothing like with the like with the first Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Not the first mummy. That's you know, there was a mummy yeah, yeah, way, yeah. way, way back then. But you know the first of sort of the modern era. Yeah. Um, Nineteen ninety nine. Right. Style. That film did a really good job of bringing you into the story. It, in this film, you know, I kind of said this in the beginning. It was almost like a a ghost film, like a horror ghost film, with like a mummy versus um versus like an actual like dead person or like undead person. And the thing that was so relatable and understandable about the first film is kind of the means that everything happened in the first film was this person who is wanting to usurp the throne um, and kind of is in love with this lady, does these really evil things. And then he goes through this process that because of what they did to him, he ends up becoming this kind of superpowered, overpowered, you know, dark person. Yeah. Whereas in this film, it didn't even, from the very beginning, it didn't even make sense why this girl... Um, aham, 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 It didn't even make sense what she was like. What she was obviously, she wanted to get power, mm-hmm. but then they tried to tie in this weird like, but she was in love with this guy sort of thing, and it didn't really make sense. It's like, well, why do you have to like summon this dark creature just to go kill a baby 
and killed the prince. Like, couldn't yeah. you have just gone and done that instead of summoning this power? So it didn't even make sense why they kind of put her in that position. And they didn't give any explanation of, like, the lore or, like, the dagger or, like, the jewel or anything like that. They're just expecting you to get right into it and be like, yeah, because things happen. So I, I totally agree. The story was weak sauce. And I think, guys listening, you're going to find out real quick that we have a lot of lot more negative the things to say <laughs> than positive yeah. things to say about this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, my biggest gripe mm-hmm. um, is that there are absolutely zero likable characters. Yeah. I get, the, the one character that should have been a bit more likable was Jake Johnson. Yeah, exactly. They, they went that route, but the the writing wasn't good. The writing and the dialogue was uh, atrocious. Yeah. Um, and th- I can see what they were trying to do. And this is a, a huge thing. And I'll talk about this in my next one too, where the marketing totally painted this movie in a different light yeah. than what I had anticipated it. Really? Because be. it was pretty spot on to what I was expecting no, for me. So, and all the marketing material, there was like zero jokes is very serious. Yeah. There was a ton of like where they would write jokes into the script and none of them were funny. I like yeah. literally laughed at zero. <laughs> uh, there was maybe one instance where he said, "I thought there was a second parachute." Where I was kind of giggled at first. Yeah, but I was like everything else. I was like, "This is yeah. so like yeah, LCD like lowest common denominator. Like yeah. what is this?" <laughs> Um, the, my problem was though, is Tom Cruise as a protagonist. I think if you're going to have a protagonist as a film, you need to have a likable one. Yeah. He was just a jerk yeah. and super shallow. Yeah. And they tried to give him until some the depth very at the end, end, right? Where they like suddenly do this 180, where you're like, well, that wasn't really there. It, and it was based off a conversation he had with that lady, uh, 15 minutes prior. That was yeah. like, you're really a good guy. Yeah. With Jenny, <laughs> Jenny Halsey. And she's like, okay. Who I he hooked up guy. with prior to the events of this guys, film. Guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, we're, we're spoiling this stuff, but it's, uh, it's, it's not, that good of a movie. I was so frustrated yeah. because I, I went in with high expectations. I went on very low expectations. See, that's so, the yeah. thing. Yeah. I went in with high. If you've been listening to the show, you know that I've been kind of excited about this movie. Yeah. And I came out just super disappointed. Yeah. I so like even the relationship that uh, that he had with Nick Nick and Jenny's relationship. He's I think in real life about twenty years older than her, twenty twenty five years older than her, and it comes across in the script, and it really feels weird. Because it's almost like there's like it should be more like a father daughter relationship between the two. Yeah. And when they introduced them the way that they did, where they're like, yeah, well, we hooked up prior to the events of this, it felt weird to me, and it was already made already off putting. And I think if they had set this up more as like a father daughter type relationship, right. I would have actually cared more about it, and it would have been much more fitting for their relationship if he had cared about her because maybe his daughter had died or something bad had happened to what his, if it was you know, his daughter it, or it could have been yeah. yeah it could have actually been his daughter i think that immediately would have been like like a few more points in the the good bucket right there yeah to not try to force this romantic because they're like oh well we have to hit the romantic romantic leads like yeah. that has to be a part of the story because people like romance you know so that was like a forced thing you could have actually made the romance be like this joking thing between uh chris who ended up dying his character which i felt like that was wasted he, they were doing like an almost like an American werewolf yeah, in London that's exa- type thing. I leaned over my dad and I yeah. said that. <laughs> and it was like, but it was completely wasted because one, he was never really funny. Yeah. And you never really got to know his character well enough within the context of the relationship um, with Tom Cruise's character, Nick, which was also very confusing because the other main role that I know Jake Johnson from is um, 
New girl. New girl, which he plays a character named Nick. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why, why like, what can you just, what is going on here? Yeah. So, <laughs> but like, you never really built up. They, they seem like they really just didn't get along very well with each other. Yeah. Like, they keep talking about these adventures and things that they had gone on before and these issues. And they had never actually, they never actually proved to me that these guys were like competent robbers. Right. Or were like successful at doing these, like, these, it, it seemed like everything that happened to them was almost like just circumstantial. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, it just, yeah, it seemed like Nick was a jerk and yeah. this guy's kind of like getting forced to go along with them. But I never really had a camaraderie between the two of them. Yeah. So it was really difficult for me to care about, you know, Chris's Jake Johnson's character, Chris saying all these things to Nick about like, you know, and so it was, he was wasted. His, yeah. his character was completely pointless to the story for the most part. You could have literally left him out. And I wouldn't have noticed any difference. I did enjoy that. You know what I mean? Because (laughs) Nick was still getting these weird understandings and premonitions in his brain already from Omnihomnet, you know? Omnihomnet. (laughs) (laughs) And so why did he need, like, another character to lead him down these paths when he's already getting these premonitions and he said, yeah, sorry. They were just trying to write, yeah, you're right. They were just trying to write a spot for him to be in the movie, which is great. I love Jake Johnson, but I I think they they just... didn't know how to use him right and again you're like he wasn't funny beforehand yeah there's just so many things that i mean when you start breaking down the different story elements it's like they tried to make it cohesive at times but then other times it's like just believe us because we're saying so um the stupid stuff with like why did the crusaders even have the jewel like where did they get it from and why did they get it and why were the crusaders even involved like why did you need the crusaders this should have been a story about the, like the Middle East, like that's what the mummy's for. It's like Middle Eastern lore. And yeah. so I don't even know why they were involved. And then it, just all the silly stuff of like, okay, so they get her out of the tomb. So they managed to sedate, like this is ancient Egypt. They somehow right. managed to catch her off guard, sedate her yeah. with blow dart guns, then travel like what is a thousand miles in real terms, like real world terms, yeah. to bury her in this giant pit that has like gallons and gallons of mercury, right. which is a pretty rare commodity yeah. for, I'm guessing, back then, and set up this elaborate thing where it's like a pulley system. It's like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you literally just bury her thousands like thousands of miles away just under the dirt yeah. and not put any indicator of where, like, do you have to put the ceremony thing? Do you have to put the mechanism that pulls her out of the, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm re- really going down like, bunny trails here (laughs) but when you start breaking it down that's what i'm saying like it just doesn't it doesn't really make sense and it felt like everything that they were doing they're like well we want to have a good action set piece and we want to we want to keep it interesting we want to make it suspenseful and the the other thing i would kind of say that they did a decent job with was they did make it pretty suspenseful i mean there was a poor lady next to me a poor older lady that like every every other scene she's just like oh my god you know it's just freaking out it was pretty funny it was kind of sad at the same time (laughs) but you know they did make it a pretty suspenseful movie at times um, but I had trouble. I don't know if this was just me in the theater I was in. I had trouble making out. It felt like it was really almost too dark. You had trouble making out? Yes, I had trouble making out. No, with the lady next to me. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Like, I had trouble making out what was happening on the screen. It was really dark. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know if you had that issue where your showing was. But, like, there was, like, five or six times I was like, I know something scary is about to happen, but I don't think I'm going to see it. And then it would happen. I was like, well, it was loud, but I what just happened, you know? Right. Um, especially the scene with the plane crash. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what visually was happening there. It was so dark that it was like, well, I know the mummy's there and I know she's going to do something. You mean Um, like after the crash when they were investigating the rubble? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That was pretty dark. Yeah. So I I know that's a silly thing, but like it's a basic thing that 
you should be able to see what's happening on the screen. There were there was most some, of the time. There were I will say this too. Yes, there was some creepy imagery. I I was going. I thought it was going to be scarier, and it wasn't really that scary at all. But no, more suspenseful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some creepy uh, imagery. I yeah. would say, um, and I, I don't know if it felt like this. It felt like it was just like, let's go to one. Uh, giant set piece to another, to another, to another. It didn't feel yeah. like there was there was any cohesion from one thing to the next. It was no. just like a giant thing. And also the scale yeah. felt incredibly small. Like yeah. they had the one scene, which you see in the trailer, by the way, um, where she's like in the city and all the dust is coming and some of the like, windows of all the buildings are breaking and shattering yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And that's the only time that she really like wreaks yeah. havoc in anything. Right. Well, yeah, my point, my point, yeah, I think the point there. This was actually a slightly low budget production. Slightly, really, it was about half of the normal budget of this type of a size of film. It's still, I think, one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred fifty million, which is huge. Don't get me wrong, but for these types of films, generally, it's in like the two hundred some million dollar range. Um, so they didn't invest a super ton of money. I think they were banking on the name, the IP that this is the Mummy, and then also on Tom Cruise. Yeah, um, they were really putting a lot of eggs in that basket, and it's performing super well Overseas, in foreign, yeah. you know, markets, which. That's t- tough to say because it's like, no, that means Tom there's going to be more. Because this Tom, should yeah. give them pause. You would hope that this would give them pause to know that, like, hey, they need to do different things with the Dark Universe films to make these good. And if it's successful in foreign markets, though, then it's really it, – it might not have that same sting, yeah. that same message. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, there, there was just so many issues on a breakdown of a story level. There wasn't even a real connection point to a theme. You know, one of the things we talked about, one of the things I love so much about Wonder Woman is that – it didn't have like a super deep theme, but there were thematic elements there to Wonder Woman that made it an enjoyable ride that showed that there was more depth to it than just, we're running from this monster thing that is bad because bad things. And there's so many other stuff. I mean, just I'm even talking about this, this just ticked me off to no end. <laughs> the whole Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing, right? So why would you create a, why would you, being a guy that knows that you could at any point kind of turn into this monster and you require this sort of serum in order yeah. to prevent yourself from doing that. Why would you create this elaborate mechanism where the one serum that stops you from doing that is in a like in a case that has to be handed to you that you then have to open up and to insert individual yeah. cylinders into <laughs> that right. you then need to it's like it's obviously it worked so few times that they have a <laughs> default safety mechanism right. because he so often turns it's like, why wouldn't you create some sort of like backpack? You yeah. know, like they have machines now that you can carry on your body with you like that they, will they release like, a certain toxin. Like I thing. know people that have like, you know, those like insulin pumps. Yeah, exactly. You like know, an insulin just, pump. It just, you know? it just does it for you. Exactly. Like but why would. It detects it and why? then it shoots it in there for so you. So why would you create this I don't know. elaborate like, I need to, now my exposition scene is I fill this thing with the serum that, you know, it just even simple, stupid things like that. Let, let me just say. And I mean the deuce ex machina bug, like oh, the yeah. bug that comes out to like, Somehow she's got this power over bug critters, which was like, I don't know, that was never really a thing in the Mummy universe. Oh, she's a spider whisperer. But she's a spider whisperer, so yeah. she can like control the spiders by biting people, and then they like do what she says, which I guess that's a mummy power. The, the spider crawled in the dude's ear. Right, and then he, and then, you and know. The spider used the brain. Yeah, and then uh, Jake, Jake Johnson's Johnson. character, Chris got bit by the little a spider, the or camel, camel, spider. camel spider, and that turned him into yeah, a, a zombified thing yeah. um, for reasons. Okay, uh, another spoiler. Now, this this has some implications to it. It would suggest that this means the Brendan Fraser Mummy series this, is a part that, this of- This ticked the, me off. I know you're talking it's about. A part of, yeah. It's a part of the universe. You must not read from the book thing, right? Right. Yeah. Well, that 
they actually used they had the book. They had the book, right. They yeah. had the Book of the Dead. The Book of the Dead in the in movie. In the movie. And they never referred to it in any way, in any capacity. Well, they, they literally it. just jumped to a shot of the book falling. Right. So it's well, like, they made it a point to be like, hey, guys, look, we know about the original mummy. Right. So, what, so that where, where implies that, that yeah. Brendan Fraser is still alive and well in this world somewhere. Yeah. I didn't. So, no, actually, no. That took place back in the early, like, 1900s. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go there. I'm going to spoil this and talk about the ending a little bit because I was even confused. I was confused by the ending of this movie. I, I didn't. It didn't make sense to me. The decision that Tom Cruise made to sort of turn himself the way that he did to do the thing that he did. I won't yeah. go there, but to do the thing that he did in the way that he did it didn't make any sense. I don't except I still purely, don't understand it. Purely just out of like spite. That was yeah. like the only reason that that went down the way that it did because did it make any difference who ended up doing that with him or to him? It didn't. It, they never explained that. And then the very, very end, it was like, so he's the mummy? Like that's. Like he's the mummy now, like or Burgundy? Yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. he's got like sand powers now, and he's got like the wrappings on his hands. I'm sorry, I'm spoiling that for people, but yeah, it was so whatever, and it it just felt very, I don't know. I I wanted also like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a universe of characters and a story that's kind of gonna go through many different films and bring them all together in different ways. You need to create characters that you like, that you enjoy seeing, that you want to be a part of a universe. That's my point right there. And it's that was one of the things that Marvel did so well is they created likable characters. They created fun stories that were engaging and interesting. And they weren't they're not super deep. Like their movies never go super duper deep, but they have a purpose to them. They have a meaning. The characters have story arcs and they go in different directions. This was like everybody in this film was just kind of there to just get a paycheck and almost felt like Tom Cruise, especially you can't, in my opinion, you can't put people that have such a recognizable face and are of the age that they're at as that kind of an iconic character. It's one thing if it's a fictional character that nobody knows anything about that this actor is kind of engaging in. But we know the mummy. We were familiar with the history of the mummy. We know what those characters look like. You can't put a known face that has been in so many other things and then expect people to just somehow separate the fact that it's this famous actor. You know what I mean? Because like Johnny Depp is supposed to be the Invisible Man, right? Yep. I'm not going to see the Invisible Man being played by Johnny Depp. I'm going to see Johnny Depp playing the Invisible Man. You know what I mean? Or Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow playing the Invisible Man. Right. I mean, who knows? Because I mean, he's <laughs> or the Mad Hatter. Some, yeah. So it's like they really should have just reached out to find some unknown names, but it really reeks of, well, we want this to get international appeal. What if? Because he's a super well-known name internationally. He's like super famous. And they're, so they're going to get people that will go watch this in international markets. And that's what it felt like with this film too, because every scene was like such on your nose. We're going to exposition this crud on the nose and tell you exactly how it is. It like plays perfectly to a foreign market that doesn't know anything about the mummy. You know, what if we find out? That <laughs> I already know where you're going with this, and I'm just like, no. That Tom Cruise, <laughs> yeah, is the child that we haven't heard about from Brendan Fraser and Rachel yeah, no. Weisz from, <laughs> from 1999. That would be amazing, but it's not gonna happen. No. Okay. Well, I would have enjoyed Brendan Fraser in this movie. We need Brendan Fraser you should, back. They should have put him in here. I would have been totally fine with them doing something like that and actually having because we know his son from the Mummy. You know what I mean? From the Mummy two, three, two, and was he in two? No, he wasn't. It wasn't in two. Sorry, for three, right? We know his son. Why not do a grown-up version of his son? Why not do like that and kind of 
maybe there's it another have, it might have been a great it would have had to be a grandson maybe, maybe. there's another Imhotep yeah probably yeah. a grandson but like maybe there's another Imhotep maybe there's another guy that they did this ridiculous kind of process to that was never talked about Imhotep you know? 2 yeah Imhotep 2.0 you know <laughs> what I mean but like do something that brings a little bit of like purpose and meaning mm. behind the story I don't know I, I don't know I'm, I could keep going yeah, on yeah just, we could talk about this for a long time it's yeah. it's it's kind of a bummer, but yeah. Uh, so I let me think here. If there's any other aspects that I really didn't like, I didn't think um, sound design was all that great. It felt like everything was literally just there to accent a a, a shocking, scary moment. Um, that wasn't that great. I felt like the acting was okay. It didn't feel like anybody was like even most of the time. It didn't seem like most people were awake in the movie. <laughs> you know, the, it kind of sometimes it felt like Sleepy. they were a little bit awake. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, break break it down for us, Joel. What are you gonna give this thing? So on a scale of scale one to one hundred, I'm gonna give this sucker probably a sixty eight percent. Nice. Is that higher than nice. you're expecting from me, or that is a lot higher than okay. I was expecting yeah. from you? I, that's what I I tried to. That's why I tried to kind of bring it in and preface it yeah. the way that I did. It's still a watchable movie because yeah. it's it's not edited poorly. The people are not awful with their acting. Yeah. The special effects are decent. The they do bring everything together in the end in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like completely ridiculous at times. It falls apart when you start to break it down. And then, like I said, what you can't do with this film in order to under in order to understand how bad this film is, you kind of have to look at the context of the production and know the universe that it exists within. Because I right. think if it was just a standalone mummy movie that didn't have any of these other aspects to it, people would be like, eh, it's bad. It's kind of stupid. Um, it doesn't really have much point to it. But people are really getting ticked off, one, because of Tom Cruise, but then additionally because they're trying to create this whole dark universe and it feels very forced. Right. You know, so that's why I'm not rating it as bad as I think. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes no. for sure. Yeah, so no. um, I, I will. But you'd go, yeah, if you, you hated know, it, you go. So you, I didn't like power. it. Yeah. Um, and I think and I think this speaks to the emotional side of me Yeah, is that I went in super hyped. Right. And like super excited. I was like, I was, I was expecting, I was convinced it was going to be good. I was expecting a lot, lot, lot worse. I was expecting horrible editing, horrible, cheesy tongue in cheek acting with manipulated, like they at least tried. There was a semblance of a coherent plot. You know, the people that were making this weren't stupid, but they just right. made bad decisions. So I felt, I felt um, almost betrayed when I went into uh, it. See, yeah. Then, yeah. Because see. the marketing was way off. The right. marketing did not have. The humor in it, yeah. that they there were jokes, so many jokes that they tried to go for. Yeah. And I was so annoyed by that. <laughs> um, and it wasn't scary or suspenseful in a way that, that it had pr- been portrayed to me. So yeah. I felt betrayed, and I'm going to give it a 50. Okay. Yeah. So Fair bummed enough. out about it. It's <laughs> rare that you are that far negative more than I. <laughs> I know. But I had I, a very that's low... That's a case of tempered expectations yeah. or, on your part, which yeah. is great. I'm, I sat down with this and I said, to, I was watching this one with my sister. I said to her, I'm like, I am really not looking forward to this. And so I ended up coming out of it going like, okay, it was a little bit better than I was expecting. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was really looking forward to it. So that just didn't work out for me. Yeah. Anyways, that is our... Uh, wrap up of the mummy there hey um i actually did get a chance to see a uh, another film this week that i really was excited about yeah tell about tell us about that one matt hopefully so the, it's a the, little better so this movie is it comes at night mm-hmm. and so 
Let me read the synopsis here for you. It's uh, secure within a desolate home as an unnatural threat terrorizes a world. A man has established a tenuous domestic order with his wife and son, but this will soon be put to the test when a desperate young family arrives seeking refuge. It's uh, directed by Trey Edward Schultz, stars uh, Joel Edgerton, Christopher Albert, Carmen Ejogo. <laughs> And um, Kelvin Harrison Jr. Way to go in the names there, Matt. Yeah, you got it, man. <laughs> um, I know they all listen to the show, so I apologize, guys, for Sorry. messing that up. We do apologize, yes. Yep. So, um, yeah, so I was really excited. I mean, again, I talked about this last week. It, it's it's the It's got that horror vibe. Watching the trailers, like, this looks really scary. Yeah. There's some creepy imagery. And, yeah, you get that, but this movie is not a horror movie. Really, it's not a horror movie. It's in hmm. it's incredibly misleading. Huh. Um, let me just say that right right off the bat. If you go see this movie, if you're just like, oh, that sounds interesting, go see it. Don't watch any of the trailers though, because it's not the trailer. Whatever the trailers are portraying it to be is not that. Hmm. Um, this this movie is what I'm finding is to be pretty divisive. It's one of those things where the um, critics really love it. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, it's got like 86%, which is pretty pretty darn good, actually, for yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And then uh, the audience score is like 46%. Yeah. So, and I could see you go either way and why this might actually be this way. Um, There are, and this is the biggest thing, I think, with this. Let me start off with the good, good things. First of all, directed wonderfully. Hmm. Acted wonderfully. Joel Edgerton is... And uh, his son Kelvin Harrison Jr. So good, Joel Big Edgerton. This Joel might Edgerton, actually he so. might be this might be one of his best performances. Nice. So good. He I'm a cared. big fan of his. Yeah, he's awesome. Mainly because of his name. He was really good <laughs> in The Gift too. If you haven't seen that, but uh, he uh, just so so good in this. And uh, so with those t- two things, also um, cinematography shot. It was shot. Mm-hmm beautifully it looks so good there are a number of like one takes or just really long takes yeah that are they it just it's awesome so right te- but a24 is really known for good visual style right it's yeah. got a lot of artistic flair to it yep but it's uh it's so good um also the tension building in this movie is amazing hmm. it's it's got that that vibe where you like you you feel like just the sense of unease and, and anxiety. Sort of. Yeah. Like, uh, not like something scary is going to jump out almost, but like, oh, this is just not going down a good road right, right now. Right. And you have this like anxiety and anxious feel, which some people hate, some people, I like that feeling. If a movie can make me feel like that, I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you know? Yeah. It's really, really amazing. The sound design, it's like very minimalistic. So there's a lot of not, um, like, just nothing, no yeah. noises other than what's happening on screen. Um, really good. And then also the use of lighting because there's no electricity. It's a post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. because of a, a virus outbreak, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's they're in the middle of the woods and everything's like lit by either flashlights or candles or lamps. Do they have generators? Nope. So how do they get the batteries for the flashlights? Do they um, talk about that? or they, Everything's solar. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, all the stuff they use is solar. They talk Sorry. about that. It's like, like I thought I had them. Like I gotcha. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Technically, this movie is almost perfect, hmm. and so that's that's its strong, its strongest thing. It's just perfect <laughs> from its just design, design, from its cohesion, design, cohesion, sound, cohesive story, cin- uh, cinematography, directing, 
acting everything everything in that sense is so good yeah but this movie is is incredibly misleading the whole time in all the trailers and all the posters you think there's something out there it's called it comes a night so what, what is, is it? it yeah what is the it? um and what i found it to be this might get a little spoilery but i feel like i need to say this for the sake of uh, making sure that people, if you're going to go see this, you know, it, it is more of a metaphor for like fear and paranoia. Okay. Um, so that's what I got from it. But um, it's, there's nothing. Hmm. <laughs> well, like even the, if you look at like the teaser poster, it's like an old man with like, like he's like all de- the degrading his face is like coming apart and it makes it really look like there's this force that's out there that's like you know i don't know evil dead or something that's right. like coming and like killing people mm, or something you okay know? so i don't want to get too much into it but the um the scary images that mm-hmm. you see in the trailer yeah are dream sequences oh okay you ruined it for me <laughs> <laughs> i'm well, never not, gonna see it let's, Matt. let's not say that let's say there, most of them are dream sequences. First of all, there's a lot of character interaction between this family and then the other family. Um, and the, the interactions in, in themselves are very, very tense hmm. and very, very real. And that's, that's the bet. Those are parts are real. I was invested. Let's say this. I was invested and intrigued the whole movie through. They pose a lot of questions um, throughout the plot. You're like, Oh, who, who did that? Why did this happen? What is it? Oh, this is gonna be a crazy ending. Yeah. And nothing gets explained. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, I was kind of like, "What is happening?" I'm so frustrated by this. It's just yeah. not a good weekend for movies for me. Yeah. But I um. Well, they're gonna make it still comes at night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or, or it's coming still at night or something like that. You're totally lying right <laughs> now. Right. And I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I've not heard about that. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So technically, it was is wonderful. The the story itself, meh. Um, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say that. Maybe the story was okay, but there it seemed like there was no point to it hmm. um, because nothing was answered. And in, in with reading, you know, interviews with the the director, he's like, "Yeah, I just want to leave it up to you know you determine whatever you want it to be." And sometimes that works. <laughs> I feel like that only really works when you've given a satisfying enough conclusion to most of the elements of the story. I felt like that with like Inception. You, yeah. Well, because like it wasn't about. It was more about him finding peace. And that's right. what I'm saying. But when, once, I'm going to spoil it, you know, once he's made it through this journey that he's gone through in Inception and kind of found enough peace to just enjoy being with his kids and everything like that. Whether if it's a dream or not. Right, exactly. That's the point. You have to resolve the main issue of the film right. in order to give that kind of open-ended ending most effectively. Right. There are times where there is an effective way that that can be done in a horror film where it does kind of have that ambiguous end of like, crud, is the thing still out there? Is right. it still alive? Which that's almost done on purpose, I think, at times as well. But this you're saying isn't a horror movie. It's not. It's it's a drama suspense. Okay. It's it's violent. Does it's it have a lot of violent. like jump in your face moments, or is it kind of more? Slow There's maybe boil? one moment. It's wow. pretty uh, slow burn. It's um because that that really is surprising. It's I mean, very the way surprising. that the trailer right. made it look like is it's going to be like this slow burn build until this. It was a crazy, bait and switch. It was yeah. a bait and switch it, mm-hmm. to like the the letter. It was exactly. The opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, it's a drama suspense. Uh, again, I, I can't, I can't blame anything else other than I just thought the story. Um, they just didn't answer it, and they just didn't. Whatever the director was trying to get across, I don't feel like I don't feel like it, it 
went across. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not scary. It yeah. is, it's anxiety that inducing. It might be a trend with the studio as well with A24, because I heard a lot of people complaining. I mean, I complained about that. I forget about the one that, that just came out, the shooting one. The shooting one. Yeah, the one where the Brie Larson and everybody's shooting. Oh, Free Fire. Yeah, Free Fire. That had the same frustration for me where the end felt very inconclusive. Right. Like it had a it had an end. I heard but the same it thing about just the witch ended. also. Yeah, a lot of yeah, I didn't see the witch, but I heard a lot about of people that, yeah. yeah. So I maybe that's just kinda of something their studio does. Maybe like the Cohen brothers, they just sometimes their endings yeah. are a little like, eh, not all that satisfying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they, it, it it was it was it was it was well done in a sense where I w- like I said earlier, I was intrigued, I was engaged, I was really interested, but none of that paid off at the end for me. Mm-hmm. So um, take that for what it is. I know I kind of went into a li- maybe a little bit further than uh, I was hoping to, so definitely. <laughs> uh, um, but if you want to check it out, keep that in mind. It's more of a drama, suspense kind of thriller a little cool. bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's really all I have. Any other questions on that at all? No, I think you explained it pretty well, Matt. Yeah. So... Um, that's that's really going to be it. That's going to wrap up What's our- What's your rating for it? Oh, gosh. That's- I've been kind of debating this all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, my rating for It Comes at Night. Um, I think I think one thing that I really was impressed with is all the technical aspects of it. And I really, really enjoyed. I'm going to go with- um, a, Let's go with the 65. 65 sounds- Okay. Like it would fit, be uh, worthwhile for this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and you can, you can rate it whatever you want. Cause I know you haven't seen it, but, um, I'm going to give it a, um, <laughs> an Eminette. Exactly. An Eminette. I'm nominate. I'm nominate. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm ever going to need to know how to say that name. An Eminette. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's going to wrap up our, our show today. Uh, g- let us know what you thought about this guys. So. I we've been pretty negative kind of overall <laughs> I feel like this this episode but I really want to know what you guys feel like did you like the movie good for you did you like it comes a night a ton good for you tell us about it tell us why you liked it that's a beauty of movies it's all subjective maybe you connected with it in a way that we didn't um, let us know what's going on you can actually uh, email us realreviewmedia at gmail.com shoot us a message on our Facebook Instagram something like that uh, at realreviewmedia and uh, show us what's up with that yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else? You want to jo- I d- I want to make a correction, by the way, here at the end. Go this correction. This is the very end, and this has to do with Wonder Woman. I was actually, I I did some more research in the whole Wonder Woman lore, and this is going way back now. All right, throwback. I kind of chided them jokingly that they didn't introduce the the um, invisible plane, right? The, the camo plane, and yeah. I was kind of saying how that would have been awesome, even though it would have been a horrible choice to do. Um, <laughs> and I said that she kind of had these floaty fly powers, and she doesn't fly. In the comic book, Wonder Woman does fly. Oh. In the newest iterations, New Fifty Two. Yes. Okay. New Fifty Two. Well, like you think in like the the newest, newest, like the ones that have come out in the last couple of years. They finally did away with all of the the plane stuff because it, they were trying to force that in so for so long, and then so she does have the. And so I'm thinking that's the direction they're going to push her in. Ah. So I didn't want to state that. And I want to correct myself for giving Good. that information. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, there you go. Way to go. Cool. And it's pronounced Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. There you go. <laughs> cool. So yeah, anything else you want to add to correct your uh, previous entries? No, that's all for today, Matt. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody, it's been real. It's been real.